0: Tonight, it looks like a scene from the fast and the furious. Not everybody who comes to these car meets is driving recklessly. Those that are, are ruining it for everybody.
1: Cars aren't just a reckless hobby. If you think that it's just street racing and burnouts, you've been fooled. In this show, we take a look at how lifestyle, community, and culture has been shaped by one of the world's largest industries. I'm your host, David, and this is the Fuel Cap Podcast.
0: sir
1: i gotta get the money pillow in there hundred dollar bill pillow all right
0: yes um
1: welcome back guys it is episode 17 of fuel cap today um we are recording this on february 21st uh this is the first pre-recorded format episode with a guest so this is exciting uh we're talking to jason levy i've known him for a few years um how you doing jason
0: what's going on guys um my name is jason just like David said, uh, I'm a pretty big enthusiast in the car community. I have loved um, Nissan's and Infinities since day one, so um, I'm pretty excited to share my opinions and my aspects on a lot of different things. Yes.
1: All right. So that's perfect. We'll jump right off of that. Uh, Nissan's and Infinities, You obviously you own a Q50. So
0: yeah. Um, I want to a so bit
1: about that. That's that's how I first heard <laughs> Actually, you asked me to take
0: pictures. Yes, sir. Uh, I remember when I first hit you up asking for a photo shoot on my car. I just got it. It was like my it was my everything. That thing um, still is still yeah. is. But yeah. uh, it's definitely been through been through uh, a lot of stuff that we all we all know about. And been um, quite a, yeah, I've been through most, quite a lot more than cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> but uh, it's still here. Still pushing. It's about to be on motor number three. What? um oh I yeah, didn't know that motor this. number three yeah oh. motor number three okay um yeah definitely still pushing though it's still pushing um it's a great car uh I always advocate for Infinities Nissans um I just think that they're very capable cars despite certain small issues you know no car is gonna be perfect yeah. Um, no matter what you expect from a vehicle, it's always going to have its fair share of hiccups. It's you know it's gonna it's never going to be um, exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. So um, anyone kind of hating on Nissans and Infinities, it's just kind of like I can I can hate on BMWs the same way, but I'm not going to because you know every car's got its own issues. Right. And um, personally, in my experience, my car has been nothing but reliable. My car has been um, there for me whenever. Yeah. So uh, I honestly highly advise anyone who's looking for a nice luxury sedan, nothing crazy, you know. It's not not like an M3 or anything, but mm-hmm. gets you from point A to point B. And with a tune, easy 550 wheel horsepower, <laughs> you're you're up there, you're up there. It Except moves, for, for sure, the fact
1: that you just said you're gonna be on a third engine.
0: Uh, listen, I, that's. That's a lot to do with the accidents, though you know you know that you know yeah, that yeah, yeah yeah my um, accidents have been um, have been very um, strenuous on the car yeah. Yeah. honestly, I could even that the accident with that Cols neck cup definitely ruined it definitely killed it.:
1: <laughs> Yes, so for um, those of you watching or listening that uh, don't know about this accident, um, basically it was the cop's fault. Yeah, exactly. But essentially, but yeah.
0: So people. long. Long story short, I was driving from Brookdale to the Freehold Mall, um, Brookdale Community College in Lincroft, New Jersey, uh-huh. and uh, I was just driving, and there was a lot of construction going on at this intersection. I made a right at the intersection, and this huge line of traffic. And right at the end, uh, this cop was like pulling out, and when he pulled out, I tried to stop, and I couldn't stop, and. Um, it just just kind of like just kind of like had a little intersection there, and um, and, uh, I took off his entire front bash bar. That that thing went with my car. Uh, my whole fender peeled back. Uh, I hit a pole and shot across to the other side of the road. And um, they pinned it on me. Uh, they said that I was a reckless driver and stuff like that. But listen, we don't talk about the lawsuit. We don't talk about all that. Yeah, what happened happened. It's all good. It's so all good. My car is here at the end of the day, and so is my license. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, yeah. So well, you know, everything eventually, you know, comes around for the better, and hopefully, sure. engine number 100%. three, third time's a charm. So we'll see. We'll
0: see. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> third time's a charm for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. Um. um having having uh an exciting car like that is is definitely a good
0: way to um kind of meet people
1: and you know that's how you and i met uh i was taking pictures. yeah for sure
0: yeah i remember i remember when we were um when we originally linked up i was like so excited to take photos and my top photos know, taken I on I my remember. car rather right? yeah, and your camera was like so sick i was like damn what is this and you were like it's a dslr and like that whole night i was looking up dslrs and like what uh. the hell dslrs <laughs> were because i i didn't know what the hell they were i only knew about like digital cameras and things nice. like that i was just, I was fascinated by portrait mode on my iPhone. That's literally all I knew. I wasn't super into it. And, um, you know, seeing all this technology and everything it got me into like photos and videography and stuff yeah, like that. Really I've always wanted to do it on my own. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's definitely cool. And you know, having your own take as a photographer on a lot of different things, it's it's a pretty unique uh, way to look at things. Mm. And I think it's a very unique way to give your perspective. Yeah. Um, I remember multiple times we, we've done multiple photo shoots in so many different places. Um, when uh we did our photo shoot out of um, dell labs yes. and um that's i remember crazy. that was the first time i was there I and mean, we i remember i was telling you i thought this place was like a conspiracy theory it was always conspiracy. weird remember. i still think that's still think <laughs> yeah but, that place but. is creepy that place is real creepy it's cool but um yeah it is definitely cool and uh it, you know from there is just you know seeing my car i i, I know like I, t- I think i told you this before it's like every time we had a photo shoot it was like my car was in like a different stage of its life cycle in a sense i know I yeah 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 one when it was dead stock the second one was when i had the rims powder coated and that was like after my first little hiccup with the car and then mm-hmm. we did um the third one right before i got into the accident with the cop and um what's it called and then after that we were going to do that video i don't know if you remember we were going to do that video yes, we never, started, got around to yeah,
1: never finished, it.
0: yeah yeah we started it and then that's when my car was gone for good for like months it uh-huh. was it was in dealership or wherever but like i like photos if i compare like photos of every single car i mean every photo from every single shoot we had it's like my car was in like this stage this stage this stage and it's just like cool we'll yeah no,
1: that's that true i've never really realized but yeah your car is probably the only car that i've had pictures of it oh almost i think actually
0: every stage almost almost yeah almost every except except the latest one latest stage not yet but we'll set uh, that i think we'll last,
1: set. last time i took pictures you had the new wheels like the current wheels you have uh-huh. and i don't think that you had. yes
0: it was in atlantic city yeah atlantic... has anything changed since then i have a spoiler that's what I. yeah and window okay. things that's that's spoiler cool. and window things yeah yeah, that's what I got. Uh, on the program. Gonna, Otherwise, we'll another shoot off the hook. What, what, what were we doing? What were we doing? What were we yeah, doing? Yeah, sure?
1: yeah. Um. So but, yeah. We, but uh. So talking about Atlantic City, that was um. That was supposed to be a big meet, but the rain. It was
0: unfortunately. Yeah, uh, yeah. That running. that killed everything. Um, the rain definitely did get in the way. We were looking for a big turnout. Um, you know, being vice president of elusive Jersey was uh, something that we, in management at least, we were looking forward to for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, us, um, the leaders at Street Breed, Asphalt Apes, uh, who else was that? I, f- I keep f- forgetting the names, but there was there was uh, multiple different O-CNC. crews involved. Seven Three Two was involved. Yeah. Uh, there was there were a lot of different names involved, and we mm-hmm. were working tirelessly almost every single day to get permits, licenses. Um, a lot of we were trying to get. There's food trucks and everything like that. We wanted to do kind of like we were kind of inspired. I feel like by Ratchet Friday, yeah. In a sense, um, we were inspired by Ratchet Friday and the the lack of a Ratchet Friday in in so long. Um, and we kept pushing, and we were like, you know what, it's gonna rain um but we're gonna have to figure something out and yeah because at did that our point best to,
1: paid for like permits and stuff for the lot so you kind of yeah have to yeah we,
0: we, exactly exactly and we we worked we worked really hard we were on video calls endlessly um yeah, yeah no with, i was there in the the i was
1: there for some of the yeah calls, so. yeah exactly know, you yeah. were
0: there yeah it was it was definitely stressful but listen um it was kind of like a precursor for something we want to have done pretty soon as again like we want to redo it Um, and, you know, try to do it properly this time. Hopefully rain won't be able to screw us over and, uh, we'll have a bigger, bigger potential. Um, but still the night was, the night was fun. Mm -hmm. We definitely did, you know, get to hang around with a lot of cool people. Uh, you did the photo shoot of my car with Celine. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh what else and then that night we stayed in hard rock hotel it was pretty cool nice. i remember i remember i remember when we pulled up there were so many nice cars and everything like there was a lot of people still staying in ac you know they came they came over for all the fun and they still enjoyed themselves which is good you know it's good to look back at that and see that people really had did, did have a good time at our event
1: yeah no i um, think the people who were there did did enjoy it like yeah it could have been a lot bigger but i think it was a yeah. much more close-knit group of people like there's a lot more connection um i actually met that uh that kid he he was really into photography um i was talking yeah. to him for most of the night i don't remember his name i have to hit him up actually um
0: yeah i remember you guys were clicking you yeah, he was he, he was holding up the light he was yeah, holding up the old, light for a yeah yeah i, I gotta, he reconnect
1: with him because he, he's not far from me um oh really he's local yeah yeah he's like i think he's like 10 minutes away from me but um yeah oh, we, cool. i wanted to uh get him on some shoots with me because uh He's a good, he's not only really a good assistant. I I see a lot of potential, so I want I did want to teach him, a bit, and then have him, uh, you know, maybe even grow past me. But um, yeah,
0: he's talented. He's talented. Yeah, yeah. He seemed like he knew what he was doing. Wow, I, I remember he was badly, he he was calling it? out. No, he was calling out like all the like um what was it? Uh, oh, all the different uh, the
1: different uh, lighting. Uh, he was on the light, and he's he's like. Because I'm, like, pretty much self-taught. Like, I just know, like, where to put the light that it looks good. Yeah. And he he knew all the yeah. technical terms for it, and I was like... Oh. Yeah, I was, I
0: was standing there, I was like, yo, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> like, I just I, I just thought he just had to hold the light over here, and yeah. that's it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I it. No, dude, I it's just a science. All into it and I was like, wow, I was like, yo, it's, there's a lot to it. It's just pretty cool to see, you know, like you know I, I, I really appreciate when someone knows their craft when someone knows what they're what they're really passionate about mm-hmm. um and that's honestly um a really big uh thing that we kind of hold up or hold up and rather value um in elusive um yeah. and a lot of our members are really 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 passionate about their cars um, for example ruben he's um he's one of my closest friends uh his his name is ruben that was proper not a proper introduction but i have a friend named ruben uh, he has a s2000 um ap1 it is mm-hmm. a beautiful car um he really 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 like he was so excited to get it i remember um and uh unfortunate events happened he ended up uh macking the car a little bit nothing crazy oh, no, but dude. the car the, yeah the car the car was still repairable though oh, he got it fixed good. and it was back up and running for a while and now it spits flames and it's it's a nice car it's a really nice car and um the you know he's coming from like a i think it's an eighth gen honda civic and it was like a, it was not an si it's like a base model he mm-hmm. had a freaking type r wing on it and it <laughs> had some it had some crazy like like burble tune or something and it was like popping like crazy it sounded raspy it sounded like you know like like the typical honda stereotype yeah yeah. like on crack and you know seeing him come from that to what he has right now it's it's like i feel like it's what we value most in a club like ours just you know it's not all about having like you know the craziest art something it's just the passion the persistence behind it um the ability to know what you're doing when it comes to this type of thing yeah um and that's what i value and respect a lot so and that's what we look for in our club as well
1: so why don't we um talk about that a little bit so uh elusive you're the vice president of elusive um yeah i'm the um, vice president
0: of the jersey chapter
1: um kind of you collaborate a lot with other local clubs too so why don't don't you tell us about
0: that um, so, you uh, know, let's start with Elusive. So Elusive itself was founded in Canada. It's was a it? Canadian club. Yeah, it's a Canadian club. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, the, the main club still exists over there, Toronto. Um, everyone, everyone over there is, yeah, everyone over there is pretty cool. Uh, we keep in contact with each other. Um, but it's a brand, it's a business. Um, it's registered. So we have a certain standard we have to uphold ourselves to. Um, we, we can you know just like run it how we want necessarily, but we have I mean, we do rather because we have a lot of ideas, we have a lot of um potential, we have a lot of concepts that we always want to implement, and we're honestly one of the chapters that's always bringing new things, new ideas to the table, and I'm really proud to say that because I just love seeing our progress and what we want to go into with the season. Hopefully, it's going to be a real big um game changer, you know? Yeah, and um. So the, like what well, I was saying, the club uh, based in Canada, there's lots of clubs, all across, uh, there's lots of elusive chapters across the, um, the States. We have some in Cali, we have some in Florida. Oh, and okay.
1: So that's why yeah, you guys are elusive Jersey on Instagram. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So, um, we, but like I said, we're like a really big prominent chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of work and it, it shows, um, we collaborate with uh, clubs like Street Breed, clubs like um, Invictus. Yeah. In here in Jersey, we collaborate with um, uh, Seven Thirty Two. We collaborate with Asphalt Apes, and yeah. all these all these people um, are not just like they're not just clubs to us anymore. Like they're like, they're like part of like our family. We have such a big group of people, such a big loving group of people that we just love to collaborate with. And aside from collaborate with, we love hanging out together. We all click Mm -hmm. and the entire, um, like the, like the chemistry that we all have. It's something that I honestly, like I'm, I'm always so proud to talk about because it just seems like something, um, out of like kind of like out of like a story like we all just come like out of nowhere and we all just click yeah you know and we and we can just make something truly magical happen all the time and we enjoy each other's company and that's not something everyone can say about people that they work with in a sense so um honestly i'm very grateful to say that these people are amazing nick from street breed um uh, then there's nick from asphalt apes they're leaders of the, both the clubs respectively mm. um they're, they're such great people and it's just like seeing the the way that they um, kind of like maintain their clubs, the way that they treat their members and everything. We all kind of take from each other and we're able to kind of just like expand our um, our ability to run our clubs properly and things like that. And it's just it's just a great chemistry that we all have something I honestly wouldn't ever trade for anything else.
1: Wow, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's honestly I'm awesome.
1: So how did um the Jersey chapter of Elusive get started again?
0: So, um there's a lot of history to the Elusive Jersey chapter that okay. unfortunately I wasn't even here for. Okay. Um this like, was so, before someone's I
1: someone's told this to me, like I forget who I asked. I think it was it was at the um, Atlantic City meet I asked somebody and it was like I didn't retain half the information.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of history to the yeah, Jersey yeah. chapter. <laughs> And, um, I, like I said, I wasn't here for a lot of it. Um, I'm VP since, uh, towards the end of, um, 2020.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's when I, I mean, and Philip, you, I, I know you've met Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil is the current president of elusive Jersey. Um, he, there, there was another president. He also had a challenger funny enough, but, um, he, uh, he, um, he was—I don't know if he was like kicked out or something—but like he's—he's he's not a member anymore. And um, the old uh, VP, I was—I kind of like replaced her in a sense, okay. but not like in—in in, in a bad way. She's still a member, actually. She's pretty cool. Um, so, um, yeah, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of history, but I wasn't here for it. So honestly, the only history that I know about was ever since I joined the club, I, I know me and Phil clicked and, you know, he saw potential in me. So that's why I, I honestly, I'm, I'm really grateful that he chose me to be his VP. Um, because I feel like we can honestly make something pretty cool happen. Yeah.
1: Um, the club is, the club is so much since, well, I didn't know about the club until after you got involved and then uh, when i was paying attention like you guys were small you guys were pretty small compared to now like you guys grew a lot in the past yeah we did
0: uh we we grew pretty considerably and um it's something that i'm really really proud of honestly it's uh it's a great feeling to have you know to have like you know just have an audience have a platform Mm -hmm. and um you know know that people actually pay attention yeah. Because we do have a lot to sort of state with our meets and our presence in general within the car community. Yeah. Which is something that is uh, very controversial. And whether it be with, within the eyes of the general public looking down on the car community or... There's the car community themselves looking down on the car community. It's just like there's so many different um, perspectives, so many different uh, opinions, and it's just like like a like a shit show in a sense. Like it's it's a big it's a big 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 mess of opinions.
1: Yeah, no, that's honestly accurate. Like last week, I um in the last podcast I did a Q and A, Q&A and one of the questions was like, how would you describe the Jersey car community to someone who's like you know not not from the scene. And I was just like, I would say probably like a state of conflict. Like there's so many, like just different takes on everything that like, you know, we're not unified as a group. So especially, you know, you being a vice president of a a car club, like you see all of that firsthand and like it directly affects you and the decisions you you make kind of Mm -hmm. directly affect the car community as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because being in a position of power in a sense like that, you just kind of begin to understand that there's a lot of things you can do that can sort of affect the um number one it can affect the perception of the club Mm -hmm. which in turn um affects the uh, like like the way we are able to represent the car community as a whole yeah um and it's it can be both positive and it can be both negative which is um obviously you know something that we take great pride in considering before we do, before we make any moves or anything like that. And so far, I feel like just the audience we've garnered, its it's been a, a good audience, uh, an audience I can say we're pretty happy to have because um, the, just the way that our um, members, number one, and on top of that, our followers are able to represent us with the stickers or anything like that, even just repping our name, it means something. And, you know, we stand for, the ability for us to just express our passions. Um, and that's something a lot of clubs these days stand for, but it's still something that matters. Um, it's not something generic. It's still, um, you know, a a prevalent topic. And it's also something that we don't see enough of, unfortunately, despite so many clubs pushing for it. And so many clubs wanting to just have peace in the car community. In a sense, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just not enough. It's not enough. And it's become sort of problematic.
1: No, I know that's for sure. That's absolutely true. But how do you like, what is your guys audience? Cause I would say like, you know, between elusive and like street breed, um, you know, all the other local, local, uh, crews, like you all kind of have a similar audience, but like, how would you like define that? Cause like, to me, like, you know, I see these cars coming out, but I don't personally know most of the people but, like, like someone like you probably would. So like how do you like gauge your audience and how do you know who your audience is and how do you tailor your events to them? So that was a that was, a lot, you, that was a lot in in, in- no,
0: <laughs> no, 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 you good No, 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 you No, no, You're good. no, no Um let me throw it back to AC real quick. Yeah. So um that whole event uh just the, the concept rather of a a private um paid event where we are able or allowed to beat in the lot Mm-hmm. Is a concept that we uh, all, all, all of the clubs in the area that we've we've all been trying to implement it for a while. Yeah. It's not that easy. Um, granted, when we don't have a lot of our own because we're not using our own lot, we're using someone else's. lot. Right. So when we use someone else's lot, we we have certain standards, we have certain rules, we have certain uh, regulations that we have to abide by. But they're not typically, you know, super, you know, like like strict or anything like that. It's just. Um, so don't don't do a burnout or don't don't leave skid marks on the ground because that's technically vandalism. That's technically damage to the property, and um, things like that are obviously something we want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, a paid lot sort of gives us control over what's going on. We like like in AC, we were looking to have police presence. We did have security there. Yeah. Um, it was it was a guarded event in a sense where we could control what is being done and who is allowed in, who's not. Yeah. And this is something a bit more difficult to do in, um, in our area because we're like dead in the middle of a suburban area where mm-hmm. we have just one main highway, Route 9, intersecting all these towns. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these lots are uh, ShopRite, a Trader Joe's, a dealership, or a mall and it's exactly. it's it's just it's just become like so difficult to find a lot that's not owned by some big corporation that we can't get in touch with very easily um that we can use and possibly um have uh be like a kind of like a home in yeah. a sense yeah um and this is what's led to such a divide in the car community um between like the whole park and control full send type of thing. Yes, this this uh, we'll, is. This is we'll get into for that our bigger discussion, that we but have later. The, <laughs> yeah, this is foreshadowing right here, <laughs> exactly. Um, but what was I saying? So the um the whole like uh audience that we are looking to uh have um. Represent us rather not like represent but rather just follow us, you know, kind of support us. Yeah is gone You know It's kind of leaning more towards the people that just want to vibe out hang out Maybe put a hookah in their trunk and smoke one out in a nice parking lot where there's some music blasting and everyone's kind of hanging out But the you get you get what I'm trying to say that whole that whole concept like that's I feel like that's what we want more than anything Yeah, Um, and maybe further down the
1: you want to create an environment where people can kind of show up with their cars vibe out have a good time just like super relaxed not exactly not worrying about anything just kind of like an escape from the regular like day-to-day life
0: exactly and um park and chills in a sense are um a good way for the community to get together and just like what's the word like sort of just like get to know one another and just bond like, like you don't have to like know each other. Yeah. You don't have to like, um, you don't have to like somehow be affiliated with one another. It doesn't have to be a friend of a friend. Like, no, I can see this. I drive a Q50, but I see this guy in a nice golf and I could go up to him and be like, yo, you have a really nice car and we just build a connection. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a relaxed vibe. It's a vibe where everyone can sort of feel like able to go up to anyone and not be judged because we're all there for the same purpose there's no divided group of people who want to do this here and people want to do this here no we're all here to hang out we're all here to chill yeah we're all here to relax and we're all here to enjoy one another's company despite us not necessarily knowing each other you know yeah, exactly. and just the, know. Whole concept, the whole concept i'm sorry what were you I'm
1: saying i'm sure that's kind of like how you guys like all the different crews like that's how you guys all met and are working together and combining yeah. each of your different audiences for that very
0: reason yeah like, exactly 100% and um the obviously you know we might not be followed by the same exact people Like, um, you know, Joe might follow me, but Tom might follow street breed, but we all have the same ideas. We all have like the same, the same visions in a sense. And granted, we do have some differences. We do kind of, you know, our members might be a little bit different or things like that, but it's not going to change the fact that we all just want the same thing. We just want a positive vibe in this car community. Yeah. And, um, well known. I want that to be our, um, like our mission, and I want that to be heard in our voice whenever we post, whenever we appear in public. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fact that we're just there for positive vibes. We're not there for anything else. You know, we just want to be cool. We just want to chill. That's all. Yeah.
1: No, I respect that.
0: And um, honestly, there's nothing wrong with you know trying to you know like mess around a little bit. You know, do a donut or something. Like <laughs> it's whatever. Like we're, we all have nice cars. It's 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 a given. You know. And we want to do that. But I feel like but until we have our own property that we're not vandalizing to do something like this, I feel like only then we can feel comfortable enough to do it. You know what I'm, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, let's say for example, like elusive Jersey, like we all, we all split on a warehouse or we all split on a huge lot that we can call our own, that we are, um, property owners of, and you know, having like a, like our own space like that.
1: Yeah. So I I like where you're going with this, because this is actually something I've been wanting uh, to talk to you specifically about because of, like, your involvement with Elusive. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for your listeners, you're hearing it here first, too. Um, I've been wanting to basically, like, like, I have this podcast, and like, it's, it's awesome, like, you know, I could do it in my room and everything. But like, eventually, like, you know, once I'm starting to do podcasts in person, like, I'm going to need a space. And I was like thinking like how cool would it be to like have a space that like a it'll fill my need for like a studio to do the podcast and also like just a place to like kind of do ethanol feed related business like outside of my my home you know um mm-hmm. but also like also be a space that people can just show up to that they know is a safe space they could hang out with their cars you know have like smaller meets maybe and like, may, you know, maybe it's like a membership thing. Like certain, like members get certain perks. Like, like maybe a little like bar or something, or it's like some sort of food accommodations. Like, some show, like similar to like a classic car, car club Manhattan, but on a, mm-hmm. on a on a smaller scale because they're they're very like you know upscale, like you know big. Like you have to have money to be a member. Like it's not it's not cheap to be a member. Yeah, but yeah. something I want to be 100%. more accessible for people in our area who are like. You know, college students, like a lot of people in our community are college students. So, like, I want it to be accessible mm-hmm. to them. Like, anybody can show up in the day and just hang out there. But then maybe, like, membership or there's membership perks or something or even just yeah. a space for clubs to host meets.
0: Yeah, of course. And it's like a, like a private area, something that... No, it's it's like as if we had our own raceway park. As if that's what I like to think about it. Like yeah. like if we had if we took raceway park, copied it and made it our own, but with you know the inclusion of a drag strip because apparently you know everyone wants to go drifting instead of driving. But whatever, <laughs> I'm not, that's another topic for another day. I'm not going to talk about that right now. But but um, I'm actually supposed
1: the, to have Chris Knapp on, and I, I do want to yeah. talk about that with him.
0: Yeah, it's it's honestly like I I personally like like. Uh, like, I'll touch on it real quick. I love the concept of drifting. Um, I want to learn one day, but I feel like there would have been a really, um, there would have been a way for drag racing and and Formula Drift or anything of of the drifting, you know, like like area of driving and mm-hmm. and motorsports to coexist at Raceway Park. Like I I don't know why there was a need to get rid of one for the other. That's my personal take on it. Um, I feel like the satisfaction that we're all missing these days is um is the fact that there's nowhere local for us to really be able to enjoy our cars. Yeah, um yeah, that's true. And I don't know if you've heard uh someone just bought out ACO and ACO no. got torn down. Wow. Yeah, ACO got torn down. That was yeah, it was like a week and a half ago or something like that, maybe like a week ago. Like, you know, a week behind the news. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Come on, dude, <laughs> gotta uh... keep up, bro. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Akko's gone now, too, and it's it's just crazy, you know? Like, I I did not grow up, unfortunately... At a time where I could take my car to Raceway Park and drive it around mm-hmm. and I, 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 I You know, like I can maybe take the road course, but like, well, that's, that's not no, you know, that's not no weather tech speedway That's not mm-hmm. Silverstone. That's yeah. this old Bridge Raceway Park. It's, it's a small loop got a couple turns or something But that's it yeah,
1: and that's you
0: know, plan. I'll get some satisfaction out of that But I get more satisfaction driving down Amboy Road over here from that from end to end and I'm, yes. I'm fine with that, you know like I actually have a, I actually have a list of. There, there was like this one period of time where I was taking every car that I could and just running end to end sprints on the car on Amboy Road at night, at night, yeah. And I, I have i have um a list of times i have to find it it's somewhere in my notes or That's something sweet. but i have okay. to find it and it's just like a list of times where, where i just where i just have like all the times and all the cars and mm-hmm. how fast i was able to run from end to end so and um you know just, cool things like that
1: there's a uh, two amboy roads there's the one that goes between um tenant and uh what is it texas or not texas, texas yeah it is, it is okay yeah, yeah. Ten in Texas and then there's um the other one that goes from uh five sixteen in Old Bridge to uh thirty four. And that's also a fun Amboy Road too. Really? Yeah, yeah.
0: I know never heard of that Amboy Road. The okay. only Amboy Road I know is the one I live that, off that on. that one's
1: pretty fun too. It's it's got like it's mostly um like kinda of straight, so you could pick up a lot of speed, mm-hmm. allegedly. But mm-hmm. um <laughs> But uh, it's got some curves that to throw it that it throws in for, for you know a good bit of like diversity there. But um, I got you. Throwback to when uh, the other Amboy Road between Tennant and Texas had no speed limit. Do you remember
0: that? You oh remember? my God! Yes, you, yes, you yes, yes. yes. I yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Like, right yeah when it, I first- it recently got a speed limit. It recently got a speed I th- limit. I thought it was a couple years ago that it got a speed limit. Oh, well, I mean, it, it might have been, but I mean, yeah. I, I know for a fact that when I when I first got my Q fifty back in July of twenty eighteen, it was right around then that Amboy Road got a posted speed limit. Yeah. Um. It, now it's thirty five. Before there was no speed limit sign on Amboy Road, no, and no. I remember back back when I first got my license, my my mom had an Infiniti Q forty. It's just a G thirty seven, like yeah. rebranded back right. then. And I remember I, I, that was like my car in a sense, but it wasn't like my car. It was just my mom's car that I drove around all the time because I didn't have my own car. And, um, I used to take that car on Amboy Road all the time, just gunning. And it was, it was a stock car. It was, it wasn't anything special, but that's what built my love for these Japanese cars. Like it's just the versatility, the, the ability for these cars to just do it, you know, no matter what it does it. And that car was like, honestly, the pinnacle of all that. Um, that car I never had any issues. I abused the crap out of that car, honestly. I abused the crap out of that car and shit. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was a cool car. I miss it. Um, but yeah.
1: So why don't we take a quick sponsor break, and then we'll get on to the big discussion about Park & show versus um, Full Send. This episode is brought to you by Torque Detail. Do you just wash your car, dry it off, and call it a day? No, of course you don't. You understand that when you take them to dinner, you have to treat them to dessert too. That's why we trust Torque Detail to provide us with the best products to keep our vehicles looking as clean as they can be. From prep to ceramic protection, Torque Detail has everything you need. They even offer premium, high quality maintenance products to keep your car looking top notch, even when you're in a hurry. Formulated and made in the USA with over 30 years of detailing experience, you can rest easy knowing you're using the products you can trust. Head over to rebrand.ly forward slash fuel or click the link in the show notes to get the best deals and some of the best detailing products you can buy. That is rebrand.ly forward slash F-U-E-L-T. So this is the discussion. Um that I've been having kind of with every guest, but basically uh, park and chill versus full send. Um, For those of you who don't know, uh, but most of you who do listen are involved in the car community here in Jersey. um, So you probably have an idea of what's going on, but uh, you know, basically for a while, most car meets were pretty chill. Everyone showed up to a lot, hang out, um, occasional burnout, occasional two-stepping cops come shut it down move to a location, or everyone just goes home for the night. You know, it was kind of whatever. And then, um, uh, these, like, takeover meets, kind of like what you see, like, in Cali, like, what you would see in, like, um, not, not quite as extreme as, like, Fast and Furious, because that was, like, straight up, like, shutting down multiple blocks yeah. of street racing, uh, but, yeah. you know, taking over...
0: That's what you know. they do in Philly. That's what they do in Philly. Yeah, that's
1: what they do. <laughs> that's not, that's not Jersey. Uh, but, you know, we would take over <laughs> location and, not, not we, but... Um, you know, they would take over a location and, uh, do burnouts, donuts, whatever, and that would get shut down and they would all rush to another location. Um, that's been a trend for probably the past year and a half. I want to say like, they've been pretty popular. Um, and it's definitely created a lot of conflict in the car community as we kind of alluded to earlier. And, um, you know, some people are strictly park and chill. Other people's are... Oh, if you're not sending it, it's not a real car meet. And then there's people like in between who kind of go to both. Um, and you, as uh, being the vice president of Elusive, uh, have an interesting take on it.
0: So the whole takeover, um, whole takeover thing. I, if I'm being honest with you, I, I get it. I, I get where they're coming from. I get what they want. I get what they're missing and what they're looking to get. Um and it's kind of similar to what we were talking about before, you know, having a space for us to do crazy things. Yeah. Um it's just I don't know if you 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 know have you ever seen like Hoonigan's YouTube videos or their Instagram videos where yeah, they, they have like different. their Yeah, like like that. Like imagine we had that i know they, be, want, sick. they want exactly that like they want some place to do some crazy shit and they and they just like they they don't have it mm-hmm. and they have no way to get it and they i guess they're not able to afford it they don't want to afford it they just want to like they just want to bowl out do some crazy stuff and they want to use public roads as their playground yeah which is a no-no to not not to me not to me necessarily i don't i'm not the the real you know person who's being violated in a sense It's, it's the government it's public property yeah and the the noise the everything like the whole the whole you know hectic nature of these car meets and that's where it becomes like uh it's like it's like because of these people everyone else is guilty by association. That's mm-hmm. this is a classic. This is a classic example of guilty by association because we all love cars. We all want to hang out. We all want to do. We all we're just you know, just just vibe. Cops see nice car at night they follow us because especially if it's like a few of us in elusive and we're just driving out maybe to get food or something a cop might follow us because he's gonna think we're going to a car meet or something and that car meet might be a full send meet and even if it's not a full send meet it could be a car meet that they don't want to happen that they think is gonna go bad and they just make assumptions and they cut it off yep. that's how it is and it's, and it's a problem because we're receiving repercussions um, because of these other meets that um, are obviously more destructive in nature than our um, parking and chills and parking and chills from other clubs in the area,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the whole entire um, the whole entire like like I, I remember I don't know if you remember there was like this the, the beef that Full Send and Jay was having with Los Goonies, mm-hmm. um, you know Los Goonies is a very prominent figure in the car community. Probably um, <clears throat> they, in
1: jersey probably the the most prominent
0: yeah and they they certainly do have a name for themselves and they're they they just i feel like they support the the idea and the notion of peace and just tranquility like everyone just vibe out just yeah. chill relax enjoy your cars i unfortunately have not made it out to their last 5 billion cars and coffees because every single time I happen to have work or I overslept and my alarm's gonna wake me up but like I always had the intention of going and every single person that went that like out of my friends that went especially my friend Ruben that I was talking about he went all the time and he every single time he'd come back be like, yo I saw this McLaren over there I saw this old Porsche or I saw this and that and it's like and it's like cool you know like even these older people are, are paying attention to the car community they're coming out and they're showing off their collector's cars that's especially
1: these so, coffees. like that's that's yeah a totally different audience than these like nighttime mm-hmm. games
0: exactly and cars and coffees have been around for a while and they're more of a exquisite type of car like you know sunday morning everyone's waking up everyone's off from work everyone's you know doing their own thing wake up get some coffee vibe out with our expensive cars it's it's a different atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that we don't get at night because at night we feel more lawless at night. We feel it's dark. It's, it's the unknown and mm-hmm. the way we, the way we try to convey that, to- that type of emotion, um, that type of, uh, you know, atmosphere at, at night, it's very different. And <clears throat> the, this is where, you know, like the people at full send, not, not like full send NJ specifically. I'm just categorizing everyone as the, you know, as full send yeah. it's, It's, it's kind of like they take it to a whole nother dimension and they, they just, I feel like they just blow it all up out of proportion and they just make it, uh, reckless. Um, I personally attend full send meets sometimes. I don't, I, like I said, I don't personally have a problem with them. I just know that for a fact, if I was to host one under the elusive name, I would never do it in public property. Um, I don't. I don't want any kind of issues with law enforcement. In fact, we try to bond with law enforcement. You know my license plates. Me and my dad donate all the time yeah. to cops, and we have multiple cops in our families. And my dad's one of my dad's closest friends. He is a cop, and he wasn't. Rather, he was a retired police officer in, in Staten Island, and. It's it's like cops cops are people who keep us safe. They're doing their job at the end of the day. I don't like when they get mad that cops came and shut down the meat. Cops came and shut down the meat because Karen down the street was complaining. But you also got to remember that Karen down the street trying to sleep at eleven o'clock. Yeah, and like like she 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 doesn't want to hear your VR six doing a two step. No, she wants to sleep. She she wants to listen to Fox News or something and go to sleep. Like like you know everyone's got their own um you know their own thing and. You know, noise ordinance, technically, also, it's, it's, it's a legal issue. We're not allowed to do some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know, I, I, do you know uh, the Coles and Old Bridge, correct? Yeah. Right behind that Coles, or, you know, next to that Coles, there's the Old Bridge park and ride for, yeah. for that bus stop. Yeah. Right behind it, there's the, that apartment complex. Mm-hmm. That apartment complex is blowing up the cops or the cut co- like the police precinct every single time we host a car meet at Coles because it's 11 o'clock and some dude decides to two-step or do a burnout and it's crazy you know like it's it's like that's the one thing that can ruin it because these people that who, who want to have some excitement and some action they come to our like not our meets necessarily but like uh, a chill meet and they just end up trying to turn it into like a full send yeah and that's where it becomes you know like oh why'd this guy come here And when it becomes, oh, why'd this guy come here? It also turns into all his friends being like, oh, why'd this guy come here? He ruined everything. And it goes from there to their entire car club, to other car clubs, to Los Goonies size car clubs. And then it becomes a whole half the community versus the other half of the community issue and that is where yeah and that's it's just kind of like like growing numbers of people who believe in one thing and people who believe in another and because of this we just have this huge mess of of an understanding between two prominent groups in the car community and i just feel like if like if we had our own raceway park if we had our own echo, if we had a spot where we could go fast and we could just You know, like like compete, or we could you know see where we could do something better. Like for example, like like right now there is um there's the uh, the figure eight at Raceway Park, right? Mm -hmm. But like it's not accessible. It's not like I I don't I don't know anyone who like 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 who can just go there. I don't know anyone who's tried to just go there and try to drift.
1: I know, no, you
0: know you you, like you
1: can't not easy, yeah. And
0: And it's and
1: that's like that the the point of entry is like you either have to pay for the lessons or already know what you're doing. So like the point of entry is basically non-existent for somebody who knows nothing about drifting to get into it. Yeah. Cause like, how are you going to, how are you going to show up to, to a, um, a club loose event and have no idea what you're doing? Like you have to learn somewhere. And seemingly like right now, like the only way to like get that, like on track experience, like drifting is, is to do the drift lessons they offer, which I mean, they're expensive like you know like reasonably so like you know if you're paying for lessons like from an instructor like you're gonna pay good money for it but you know for like someone who just wants to like be casual about it and just experiment a little bit and see if they like want to even invest in doing lessons like there's nowhere to do that like legally
0: yeah exactly And unfortunately, there aren't any other uh, racetracks or anything like that around us that sort of give us the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why a lot of these people are taking it into their own hands and they're going into public lots and they're trying to, they're not intentionally destroying public property. That's not their intent. Their intent is to just do what the hell they want to do because they can't do it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And and that is where, um, you know, police get involved and there's the legality behind it. That's the issue. But if you put the legal issues aside, they're not really doing anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like the whole, like, like according to the, to, to the law, you can't be vandalizing, but they're not trying to vandalize. You know what I mean? They're trying to just like, they're trying to just do what they can do somewhere because they don't have a designated safe space to do it. Yeah. And they don't have place where even if they, even like a spot, like, um, like Raceway Park, where there now is a drift course, drift course.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they can't, they can't like, they can't just go there. They can't, they're not able to. And it's, it's even even let's go beyond the fact that they're not professionally accredited as, as someone who can drift. It's also the fact that, um, that like they can't, they can't just pull up and and you know like like just a nobody. It's it's like a nobody to the people there. You know yeah, like it's exactly. someone from from the outside, someone who's not involved with the people who already drift there. He just wants to pull up and drift. I don't think he can, and I don't think he'd want to. Right. He or she.
1: There's a lot of pressure.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have that desire, and because of that, there's like there, th- that's where this issue just grows even even more bigger and it just grows stronger, and um. The people who are talented and they know what they're doing, um, they can't do it because their their only spot to do it is a public lot. Yep. And like, so back to where we started. I get where they're coming from. It's, I completely get where they're coming from. It's it's like but,
1: a, a vicious cycle almost.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's a there's, desire
1: to do something, but there's not a means to fulfill that desire. But not not a, I would say like a legal and safe means rather to fulfill that desire. So then, it just comes and it keeps happening because the car scene is put under a certain light because they're doing it in a public lot, and then the car scene gets more and more, or I guess just say less and less um, support, you know, from from outsiders and stuff. Yep. And it becomes harder to have a simple lot where you could just show up and do stuff.
0: Yep, like I remember the whole situation with Best Buy and Alpen um when we were all looking right. to, we did a lot OG of meets bar. over there yeah that's like the og spot in our yeah. area we did a lot of meets over there i remember back when elusive when i wasn't really a part of elusive i still went to those meets i hung out i, I you know i enjoyed myself and then, you know my dad um he's, he's he's cool with my friends the same way i'm cool with my friends like they like they love him yeah he's he's, he's a cool yeah, dude he's he's he's, cool he's, cool. he's, he's, chill, he's chill to be around yeah
1: talking to him and everything
0: yeah. And he, he, he's cool. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not like, people don't see him as my dad. People call him by his name. They don't say Mr. Elisha. They say <laughs> it's Russ, you know, like, Oh, yo, it's good Russ. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Cause he's like, he's like a homie, you know? And, and people like him, who just have nice cars or not even necessarily have a nice car, like just an older person who's not necessarily fit with the younger generation, someone who can still come out and enjoy themselves. That's what we used to have. But now there's just such a big divide where people just don't want that anymore. People are too, not afraid, but rather like they're too skeptical to come out. They don't under, they don't want to, have to be sucked into all this negativity and all of this um, nonsense that's going on. These people that are just constantly feuding with one another and people who are just constantly trying to start issues or trying to just ruin spots that people, you know, try to set up for everyone else to enjoy. Yeah. And that's what happened to Best Buy Manalpin is that whole entire situation. It's downfall was literally people doing burnouts consistently, cops consistently shutting us down, even though they said we're cool with you guys, as long as you guys don't do any crazy stuff. I went to the property manager. Property manager who was always cool with it said, you know what? No, nah, I'm not cool with that anymore. You guys are not welcome here. No matter who it is, you guys are not welcome here.
1: Man, and
0: That's it. And, and, that's, and that was the end of it. And we lost that spot. Same way we lost Hobby Lobby and Howell. Mm-hmm. Um, and little by little, we're just going to keep losing more spots if it keeps going in this direction. And that's the unfortunate truth, you know? Yeah. It's just people who, who seem to be reckless. And, no, it sucks. And it's unfortunate because I keep going back to the same thing. I get where they're coming from. Like I, I, get, I get I, what I, the I, issue I, is, yeah. and I, can, I, you know, I, I, am not gonna solve it by myself. Like no, you know, I,
1: I, I don't think even just one car club is gonna solve it. You know. And- hey guys, sorry to cut the podcast short. Um, I was just editing, and I realized that the last ten minutes or so didn't get saved for whatever reason. Um, so I'm really sorry about that. Uh, basically, we were just talking about how all the uh old spots that we used to have car meets at we're getting shut down and how it all comes back to the need for, um, a place for people to be able to kind of play with their cars and experiment a little bit. That isn't a public lot. Um, so we talked about that a little bit more and then Jason gave a shout out to elusive Jersey. Um, and then the other car club he's in GQVQs. So he gave a shout out to them. Um, and with that being said, uh, podcast kind of ended on that note Um, I'm sorry again that the podcast didn't save that's kind of what happens with trying out new formats there's always things to iron out but hopefully next time everything runs smoothly I'll figure out why that happened and hopefully it won't happen again but on that note um, don't forget to leave a rate and review that'll help the podcast grow and I'll see you guys in the next one